0: So today we're getting into chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, and chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians is like this doctrinal powerhouse. So much stuff going on. In fact, we're going to spend the next three days in this chapter. One of the things I usually do with students is I'll ask the question, as far as the plan of salvation, okay, plan of salvation, most everybody is familiar with. It's what we use to help teach the gospel, and there's so many various ways to be able to teach it. This one right here, the circles and the lines, honestly, is probably not my favorite way to teach it, but it's probably the most well-known out there. And honestly, if all you had was 1 Corinthians 15 to teach the plan of salvation, I think you'd be okay. Okay, now you're going to see that over the next few days of how that can be done. So you start in chapter 15, and one of the doctrines that is taught here is the resurrection. And Paul just hits it hard with the resurrection. So I want to start here with the come follow me. And one of the things it says here, it's so cool, it says Jesus Christ gained victory over death. You see all of these verses, 1 through 34, 53 through 58. So a good chunk of this, chapter is about the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is so fundamental to Christianity. One might say that without it, there is no Christianity. To use Paul's words, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. That's a powerful statement. If we don't believe in the resurrection, then there's a lot of foundation that is gone with that. Yet, some of the Corinthian saints were teaching that there would be no resurrection of the dead. As you read Paul's response in 1 Corinthians 15, take a moment to ponder how your life would be different if you did not believe in the resurrection? What does the phrase, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, mean to you? So with that said, I wanna take you to about verses 19 through 26 or so. And there's a wonderful video, Bible video that the church put together that shows this so well as if it was being taught by Paul himself. So go ahead and watch this right here.
1: If... In this life only, we have hope in Christ. We are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death
0: i love that last phrase the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death and that's a powerful statement there. One of the cool things in your Gospel Library app, there's a little section called Topics and Questions. It's a wonderful thing and how it has just evolved over the years as far as ways to be able to look at questions that we have and topics. And I really love the way the Gospel Library is done here with this. So you go to Resurrection, and there's a cool statement here. It says, an understanding and testimony of the Resurrection can give us hope and perspective as we experience the challenges, trials, and triumphs of life. We can find comfort in in the assurance that the Savior lives, and that through his atonement he breaketh the bands of death, that the grave shall have no victory, and that the sting of death shall be swallowed up in the hopes of glory. So I want to pose a question to you, and this is something that you could journal about, or something that you can talk to your family about, or have a discussion, whatever you want to do with this. is How has a knowledge of the resurrection been a blessing to you, and given you hope and perspective? Because that phrase right there, hope and perspective, and our challenges, our trials, and our triumphs. And what's interesting is oftentimes we gain a testimony of the resurrection. It often comes when we lose someone close to us. And I know many of you can relate to that. I know for myself, both of my wonderful parents, they have passed on to the other side. And when my father passed away, this would have been back in 2007, that for me, again, it was something that was completely and totally unexpected. And not to get too personal here with you, but I remember being in the hospital and he had passed away and his body was just laying there on a table. And I sat there just feeling so overwhelmed with grief because this was not something that I had known was going to happen when I woke up that morning. It was just overwhelming to me. And as I was sitting there feeling that grief, all of a sudden I felt this powerful feeling of peace. It's so hard to describe. Those of you who've perhaps gone through this can, can understand where I'm going with this, but it was almost a feeling of triumph. And as I sat there and looked at him, it was like he came and did what he was supposed to do. And he is now on the other side in a much better place and is still very much involved in the lives of his family. And at that moment, it was weird, but it was awesome. It was such an overwhelming feeling of peace. And then when my wonderful mother passed away 10 years later, my thoughts were very much as a, they are now together on the other side because of the covenants that they have made with one another. And so it's so cool how the resurrection provides for you that hope. It provides for you that comfort. It provides for you that perspective. Now, I love Paul's final words in this chapter. You go down to verse about 53 through 58 or so. For this corruptible, meaning this physical body, must put on Incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality, again, he's talking about the body here, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. And I love verse 55. Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? It's almost like Paul is saying this in a kind of not in an in-your face to Satan type of thing, but yeah, that is kind of what it is. In fact, grave, you click on the word grave, it says Hades and hell. So it's like death, where is thy sting? Hell, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I love verse 58, the way Paul concludes this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I love this chapter. I love what it teaches teaches about the resurrection and I love what it teaches as far as providing me hope and perspective when someone passes away or whatever the difficulties are with this life we have a testimony I have a testimony of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that through him we can gain that victory I love this chapter and I know that it's true